everyone, and welcome to We Blame Harry Styles, a podcast dedicated to the work of musician, model, actor, and icon Harry Styles, as well as his numerous talented collaborators. This week on episode five, we'll give a brief overview of the news before diving into an in-depth breakdown of Harry's new Treat People With Kindness music video. Yay! Yay! (laughs) My name is Keith. And I'm Gray. And what do we blame Harry for this week? The Wonka factory of dumb comments about the true historical meaning of treat people with kindness on my timeline. And I blame Harry for me sleeping through the treat people with kindness release after waiting and tweeting (laughs) and manifesting. And I missed it. But we shall talk about that more going forward. (laughs) I blame him. Okay. Let me have this. Okay. Well. First, we'll move into the news. So uh, we really just have a couple of news items this week uh, because we are just so excited to get to talking about the video with you. So uh, first, the very sweet and lovely letters that Harry sent to a fan who drew a picture of him. Uh, I found them to be difficult to read, (laughs) but I found that very charming. Yeah, I was going to say we could read them out to you, but I don't know if we actually physically could because looking at it now, I didn't transcribe it and I can't actually decipher (laughs) what it says. But it's very sweet. I remember the message was lovely, um, but I also cannot read the message. But I do remember it said, (laughs) stay outrageous. And so I definitely saw some speculation online that... Oh, tree people with kindness might be on the way out, actually. And uh, what is it? Get outrageous is his, you know, his reputation era. What do you think about that, Key? I do. While I do find the idea of a (laughs) reputation era to be very interesting, especially for somebody who's like not shady as Harry, um, I definitely don't think that tree people with kindness is on its way out. Um, however, I am very intrigued by the idea that he would adopt Be Outrageous as a sort of slogan or attitude um, going forwards. Yes, it is very, very interesting. And then uh, the second news item was Variety dropped a little tidbit, a little snack in an article. Yeah. So it's an article about the guitar uh, and sort of the guitar's place in rock music and in pop music. Yeah, and how in the past year, the guitar has kind of like, quote unquote, made a comeback is the argument that Variety's making in this piece. And uh, Harry did not agree with Variety's point in the piece. Well, at least in regards Uh, to him. In regards to him. So he talked about two things. He talked about uh, creating the bridge to adore you. Very charmingly, he said, I did it with my mouth into a microphone. And then Tom sent me this video (laughs) trying to get it to sound the same. He spent a couple hours getting it, uh, which... <laughs> okay, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I love that tidbit. I, I just love, like, thinking of him, like, just singing into his phone, like, you know, that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to say, why include a guitar solo when most pop songs would never dare? And Harry had a little sassy response, which is, I feel like it's kind of like La La Land saving jazz only for rock and roll. This is just such a good joke. Like, I just, <laughs> I I feel like people didn't appreciate this joke enough. Like, mm-hmm. that's a good ass joke. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. Yeah, but he, he definitely says guitars are great and always have been. I'm inclined to agree. 
And so I think that that closes out our news section. And so now we're going to go into what I think all of you have been waiting for when you clicked on this (laughs) episode, which is we're going to talk about the Treat People with Kindness video. Yay! Yay! So we're going to run through literally every element that we can think of to talk about with this video. But I think that first it would be really good to start with a little timeline of like the anticipation for this video just to get everybody up to speed, get everybody's little like feet wet. And especially if like there's new Harry's, then you can learn about how long we've been clowning about this. So that's very fun, too. <laughs> so uh, last summer was I think the first time that I was exposed to the idea that there might be a Treeple with Kindness video. There was a little birdie who told me that on like just a random blog on Tumblr was messaged about uh, like, you know, one of those messages that's like, my cousin's best friend's <laughs> brother was a was a runner on this Tree People with Kindness music video that they filmed back in February. And my friend had messaged me and she was like I've never seen Harry do choreography before lol I'm not sure if this is true but would watch and I was like yeah I would watch I don't know if that's true and so then a few users on tumblr uh I think it was falling pdf and Harry's dimples they started researching this little tree people with kindness project that was on a website I don't know what website it was it was just in like this random website and they Uh, I think it was Falling PDF, put together all of these pieces and was like, okay, so there's this Treat People with Kindness project that's less than a half an hour long. And then there's this choreographer who had said he he had been working on this thing and he had a Treat People with Kindness sweatshirt. Are we getting a Treat People with Kindness music video? It's either a Treat People with Kindness music video or a fine line documentary, possibly both. So this was like last summer. I know that there were like little publications that talked about it and... My clown nose affixed to my face. I said, probably going to be the fine line anniversary. This will be released Hmm. because it just seemed like a good time to release something. So, well, as we know, nothing came to pass on the fine line anniversary except some very cute hashtag emojis and some new merch. But I was like, well, I guess, you know, I must have just been clowning. I don't know. Like... This this may never come to the surface. And then, and then, on December 23rd, the Vivo Twitter account posted a clip of the If Our Friends All Pass Away segment, and a bunch of update accounts repost it, and then the, the Vivo account vanishes the post, update accounts are suspended, everything is chaos, we're like, oh my god, it's a treat people with kindness music video, it's real! But there was no date given on when it would be released. A crazy moment. Oh, my gosh. It was so crazy. And RIP to those update accounts, which still have not returned. <laughs> um, that's Yeah, that's wild to me. It, we really had to suffer through this this past week uh, without Harry Styles Daily. I know. it's it's Harry Styles Daily is like an institution. What are we doing without them, man? We're lost. Yeah, that's true. So... We had to start clowning of like, okay, is is this going to show up? And if it does, when? Uh, so Key and I started clowning for Christmas, Christmas Day, because it seemed like it would be a nice Christmas present. Yeah, so that was – and Christmas was pretty soon after the clip leaked originally. Um, so it wouldn't have been too long to wait if it had dropped on Christmas. Yeah. So uh, – and then it did not drop on Christmas. Uh, and then I felt like a real clown 
because I'd been predicting it several times and I thought that I had been correct. I will say on my Twitter, I ran a poll. I think when the clip originally leaked, yeah. asking people when they thought it was going to drop and New Year's did win. So I was not right because I thought it'd be Christmas, but yeah. people were out there had it right. <laughs> they did. Okay. So we were like, oh, okay, no Christmas. I stayed up late and it didn't come out in any of the time zones. So we were like, okay, New Year's Eve, midnight, be dramatic. So first, <laughs> at, first we were like, okay, well, maybe it'll be midnight in the UK that it'll drop. Uh, seven o'clock EST <laughs> came and went. So you're like, oh, okay, that's clowning. Midnight EST came and went, and we're like, okay. I really thought that that's when it was going to be. Yeah. And so it didn't. And then I said to Key, okay, so I'm not staying up till 4 a.m. EST. I'm not staying up until the whatever time zone Harold is in. So <laughs> I went to sleep, and I woke up at 9 in the morning, and I'm scrolling through the timeline, and initially I'm like, oh, nothing happened. And then I see... I think I had checked our Tumblr account and I had seen somebody say two hours and then the photo of him like with his arms out staring at the ceiling. And I was like, two yep. hours? My brain is still not on. I've checked two social media sites, <laughs> but I'm not here. Uh, so then I was like, oh, shit, it's it's in an hour. And he was not awake. <laughs> yeah, the, I, the sureness with which I thought that it would drop at midnight on New Year's Eve is really shown by the fact that I was not awake the following morning. I was like, I kind of gave up on it that night in my head and my emotions, even though I did tweet like I was like, okay, now noon EST tomorrow, like thinking like, oh, maybe there's a chance. But I really, really believed I was like, it's going to be midnight on New Year's. And then I was like, I kind of gave up and was like, oh, maybe the Grammys after that. So that's why I didn't wake up the next day. But it, it was tragic. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, I have to get in contact with Keith. So I called him because this is very important. <laughs> he did not pick up. So then I go to Twitter and I go, Key is asleep. <laughs> and so everybody's like, oh no, Key is asleep. And then the music video dropped and <laughs> Key was still offline. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Key, uh, what time of the day did you see Tree Pool with Kindness? <laughs> like... 1 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> Listen, I, it's like Christmas break. I'm like, I go to sleep at 5, 6 in the morning. I wake up at like 12.30, 30. That's the schedule I'm living on right now. So Harold didn't take that into account. And mm -hmm. I'm mad about it. You are what my mother <laughs> would describe right now as a dirty stay out. I've never heard that term. Yeah, she uses it for me whenever I stay up too late or whenever I be out too late. So because he was a dirty stay out, he uh, just didn't see it on time. And that's tragic. I really do enjoy like like listeners who like listen to our other episodes would probably know the lead up is like one of my favorite aspects of this. And mm -hmm. so this is like kind of unique in that we had almost like months of lead up. So at least I did. I was able to bear witness to that. But it mm -hmm. does kind of kill me that I wasn't able to be there on the timeline with everybody experiencing it. But I did receive several like messages from people being like, oh, my God, thank God you're awake. Like, where were you? So that mm -hmm. was very sweet. Um, and then I there's this video of Harry from his One Direction days where he's like talking about, I guess, the Drag Me Down video just dropped like out of nowhere and, there, and nobody knew it was coming. And and so he's like 
oh yeah and i found it so funny when people are like oh my god i was asleep when it came out <laughs> ah. and so i was like all right well that's what he wants so at least i <laughs> i experienced it the way that it brings him joy so at least there's that mm-hmm. yeah he he would get a kick out of the fact that you were asleep so now that we've had our little story, catching you guys all up to speed, Key is going to lead us through a description of what happens in the video. Yeah. So before I do that, I just want to know one little addendum to the timeline that people have been pointing out that Harry filmed Falling on the 26th of January, that he filmed Watermelon Sugar on the 29th of January, and then he filmed Treat People with Kindness on the 14th of February. So that's oh, like insane. That's insane. Like thinking about that blows my mind. Like we experienced those over months and months of time, just the fact that like all of those happened so close together is like, like falling feels like ancient history to me. So it's wild that these happen so close to each other. I mean, yeah, it is very crazy, especially because like a lot of other stuff happened that spring too. Like uh, NPR was not filmed in March. It was filmed in like late February and he did Good Morning America that month. And it's very, very likely that he did the beauty paper shoot in February too. So like all this stuff. He's like, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So just wanted to say that real quick before I get into a recap of the video. So I thought I'd start out this recap with this quote from a CNN write-up about the video that I just enjoyed so much. Okay. I'm going to do this in an old-timey voice because that's how I read it in my head when I read Mm. this quote. (laughs) CNN said, the year has scarcely begun and ubiquitous pop star Harry Styles had saved it already with a stylish dance for his new tone tapper, Treat People with Kindness. Oh my god, Key, that's so good. <laughs> Keep going. It's racked on more than six million views on YouTube already. The former One Direction star plays a nightclub singer who invites Fleabag Emmy winner Phoebe Waller-Bridge to dance with him in the gloriously black and white old Hollywood style clip. <laughs> So that's my little, I'm like mimicking the intro to Avatar Legend of Korra is like done in that voice. So that is what it was in my head. But I just thought that was like such a cute, like call it like a stylish dance video for his new toe tapper. I was like, it just fit the vibe of the video so well. Yes. So just to get into what actually happened in the video. So the video starts, right? The scene opens up. There's kind of like street noises in the background. And then it starts on this shot of like this guy's head, <laughs> the back of this guy's head at the office um, of like a club, of like a nightclub. Um, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is sitting there at the desk. Now, is Phoebe Waller-Bridge a mob boss? Question mark. She like shakes the guy's hand. There's like a moment. I'm like unclear yeah. as to what this is meant to imply. But either yeah, way, I don't know. I like it. And I've tried to rewatch and not found anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, like, shakes his hand. I'm like, so is there, like, shady business going down at this club? Like, I don't don't know. know. I'm intrigued. But, yeah, so then um, the camera kind of moves down to show a big sign that says, treat people with kindness, um, like, lit up in lights at this club. Then Harry walks on stage to the microphone, and then he begins to perform with background dancers. Um, And then Phoebe Wallerbridge enters the club, and Harry gets lifted onto one of the tables in the club where he then approaches Phoebe, um, kind of on the line, like, you know, if our friends all pass away, which was the clip that was leaked. Um, And then he takes her hand. There's this really good shot of them, like, from above, like, exiting the table that I just think is, like, a really nice shot in the video. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he pulls her on stage, and he takes off his bow tie and jacket. She takes off her blazer. um, And then they get into the dance break together. And then so it ends with her kind of dipping him on the dance floor, and then it zooms in, and she looks into the camera, Fleabag style. Now, I actually had not seen Fleabag and so I didn't know 
when the video came out that she was like doing like a flea bag thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's like what they it, it, it like it is known to be like the flea bag thing, so I assume right. that that's why they did it. I don't like no no that that was intended, but you know. Oh no, I'm sure I'm sure it was intended because like everybody pointed it out, but like I was a little confused until I saw other people point out because I've never mm. seen flea bag, even though I hear Andrew Scott in it is delightful. <laughs> the hot priest, he was delightful in everything. Hot priest. Um, okay. So yeah, so that's kind of my little recap of the video. Um, I watched it, like I said, I was asleep, and then I it was like not not how you want. I didn't get to witness the the timer, you know, the, on YouTube when there's like the special timer, um, and that's like so exciting, and I'm sad I missed that. But yeah, so watched the video, then I think I went on my Twitter timeline, scrolled, saw everybody's takes, watched it again, and I just loved it. It's just so fun. The energy is so infectious. It's just like such a good New Year's present. What a way to kick off the year. Like, yeah, I was just so excited about it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, great little present. What about you? So I love the video. Uh, I think that there's a lot of great stuff about it. I definitely suffered from the way that it's been hyped for so long. And then mm. I, I watched it. It wasn't necessarily what I was expecting. I was expecting it to go from the black and white to be in color. Mm. Um, and I I guess I wasn't I, I wasn't expecting all, all the choreography. So I definitely had to watch it a few times to like really even know how I how I felt about it. I do yeah. really like it though. I think that it's just I think it's really cool. I've watched the dancing clips a bazillion times. Um, I I think I agree. I it, it's hard when these things leak early. So this is exactly how I feel about the falling music video is we were kind of shown the costume from the falling music video and kind of the central concept before we saw the video. And so then that kind of is what the video is. And it's kind of like a little like, okay, we already saw that. And so I, I felt that less with this, but I did feel very, very strongly that I wish that it hadn't leaked because I oh think God, yeah. if it had just dropped suddenly and like he had done a video with a huge dance number with Phoebe Waller-Bridge just like out of the blue and we didn't know any of that was coming. Like I love the video on first watch, but I think that would have blown me over in a way that that it didn't initially. Um, so it is kind of a pain that it, that it leaked, but. Yeah, uh, I, I, definitely, I definitely did like it the first watch, although uh, my comments on my Twitter specifically were, uh, people are going to skewer me for my takes on the coloring in the video. Yeah, the coloring is a hard thing because people, again, this is like the, what's hard about it leaking beforehand. People have time then to come up with all these theories about what it could mm-hmm. be. And then you kind of expect in your head like a certain thing. And then sometimes that's not what happens. And that's kind of what happened here. So yeah, it's just another kind of cons- unintended consequence of, of that mistake. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, but I don't mean to like hate on the video or anything. Don't come for me. <laughs> no, yeah, we both we both really, really like it. I've yeah, we it both like really like it. 1800 million times and it's been like two days. So <laughs> yeah, and it, the it, it's been nice watching it enough times to like rid it of the original context too mm. and like actually like go in and dive in which so we're now going to like dive into some of the artistry uh because it really is great in this video it's just uh there's a lot of cool stuff about it so uh we're first going to talk about the casting the casting for this video was super interesting obviously Phoebe Waller-Bridge was there mm-hmm. um and she did amazing she did 
I'm so intrigued as to how she got involved in the project. I'd love to hear her do an interview, like where she and I and I think it's not impossible that that would come in the next few days, where she mm-hmm. talks about how she got involved. Did Harry approach her? Did they were they already friends before this? Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would definitely be very very curious to read an interview like that, and I also think that it is very possible that it could come within the next few days. Um, his band is there. They've never been in a music video before. Yay! Mitch looked thrilled to be there. <laughs> yeah, that 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 screen cap is hilarious. I I will say, like, I didn't notice that they were there when I first watched it. So I am glad that other people pointed it out and that I can appreciate it upon second watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pointed out to me too. I didn't notice the first time, and then once I noticed, I was like, "Oh, they're there. That's fun." And I don't, I don't think that Mitch actually hated being there. It was, it's, it, but it is a very funny screen cap because he does have like resting Mitch face, so uh, <laughs> very similar to resting fish face. Um, so then with the location, we actually have some input from the locals here, which is that the building that this is filmed in is called the Troxy which is a venue in London that's known for hosting uh, various LGBTQ events like Sink the Pink, RuPaul's Drag Race, and London's Gay Men's Chorus. I think people recognize the building. It was based on like the carpet and the mint green like molding, which is mm-hmm. just, it's just cool. Uh, so I just think that that's awesome that they filmed this in a space that's just very much known for being an LGBTQ safe space. Yeah, I thought it was nice. They said like it it, it does other events like too and, and theater events and, and music events, but I I just thought um, on their website they specifically say that all staff is like highly trained to create a fully inclusive customer service experience that includes you know the use of gender neutral pronouns for guests and things like that. So that stood out to me as especially kind of you know we've talked about before in our fine line retrospective like kind of like the safe space accepting kind of vibe of the song that that is the ethos of the venue that it takes place at it is kind of like a nice way for things to come together Mm -hmm. it's lovely all right so now we're going to talk about the general aesthetics of the video so this video was directed by ben and gabe turner who also directed golden the general aesthetics of this video were very much old hollywood uh very like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers dance vibe. Yeah, like old Hollywood, big, big studio musical, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I'm gay, so I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I dig it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I do think it's very interesting with the general aesthetics, and we'll talk more about this in other sections too, but I, I do feel like it turned it on its head, especially with some of the costume choices. and Yeah, for sure. Um things of that nature what do you feel about the color versus no color debate uh do you feel like it would have kept the same old hollywood vibe if it had had color i i kind of think what i would have preferred is if maybe the opening section was in black and white where they show phoebe waller bridge in the office and then maybe when the performance started it turns to color or then maybe later when the dance break started and he pulls her up on Mm -hmm. stage it turned to color because there's these beautiful photos that have been released mm-hmm. that like Harry posted, the one Harry posted particularly on his main Twitter where it's him and Phoebe Waller-Bridge in front of the Treat People with Kindness sign with the lights. And 
the costumes are so colorful, like the background dancers' costumes and the warm white lights behind them. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it comes together to be so beautiful that I do wish that at least part of the video was in color. Um, but so mm-hmm. that's how it would kind of make sense to me and what I would ideally prefer. It doesn't like really bother me when I watch it. Like I, I understand that that's the aesthetic choice that was made. Um, it makes sense to me that they would make that choice. But I think if I like if it was up to me and I was the king and I was making my choices, I think that that's what I would do. What about you? Uh, I like my talkies in Technicolor. What can I say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I too wish that it had done the start in black and white and gone to color because I, I do feel like I'm looking at these photos and I'm kind of like, oh, what if they release like a behind the scenes video that's like the same exact video, but in color? <laughs> it's, no, I had the same exact thought. Like when we first had this conversation, I was like, mm-hmm. maybe they're planning on releasing a color version but i i don't know i doubt it but i but yeah i had that same exact thought yeah but i mean the directing in other ways uh i i thought was just like the way that the movement of the dancers was filmed was really good i totally agree Mm -hmm. the way that harry like bounces through the room like i i can't imagine the amount of effort in the staging and Mm. how many people had to like run around and be in the right places like it's just incredible so yeah the color you know it it is definitely a an element of you know conversation but the directing and editing really both are great like the way that movement is just reflected in the music video so that like it looks very it looks very natural for phoebe waller bridge to be brought up on stage and to dance and it doesn't always like you know dancing doesn't always look natural when it's filmed so it, it just it was really good But yeah, I think that we're going to move into a conversation about the costuming and hair and makeup. Do you want to take this away, Key? Yeah, so I guess I'll start with some little notes that people have said about the video throughout the week. So um, today, the day of recording this, which is the day after the music video was released, Gemma Styles, Harry's sister, um, noted, if you need to be any more impressed, I can't express how heavy this jacket was. So that's like the sparkly jacket that Harry had on at the beginning of the video that he then takes off. So I thought that was like an interesting tidbit because it's not something that would have occurred to me. Like, I was just like, oh, it's a costume piece. I, like, But it, it makes sense if it has all those gems on it that it's <laughs> that it's heavy. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh, my gosh, because I had been pointing out before, oh, he's, he's sweaty. This must have been like a very, very strenuous dance routine mm-hmm. because uh, we had been talking just recently about the story of this person who had met Harry at the gym, and he was doing like 12.5 miles an hour <laughs> at an incline. And like, in, in, and doing an increased incline because like the twelve point five miles an hour just regular on a treadmill was too easy for him. And I was like, "Wow, this must be like a very, very strenuous dance routine for him to be actually sweating and like the deep diaphragmic breathing." Mm. And it's because the jacket was so freaking heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I, I mean, I don't doubt that the dancing was strenuous, regardless. But yeah, I that was yeah. I thought that was an interesting tidbit, not something that would have mm-hmm. occurred to me when watching the video. Um, And then, yeah, so Patrick Jack, who is the costume designer for the dancers in the video, said kind of on the general aesthetic that they were trying to achieve and and the ideas that were behind the costuming um, plans, um, he said, we wanted to create a feeling of timelessness that Harry's world is a place of its own. So for the background dancers, we put together a mix of eras and styles from 50s dreamboats, 80s glam, futuristic waders to Edwardian collars. 
So that's kind of his description of the general aesthetic of the background dancers. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't notice that when I watched the video. Um, I guess mm-hmm. I, Phoebe Waridge and Harry definitely kind of take this the the stage, <laughs> literally, mm-hmm. and and you know, in, in the way that I think you think about it when you're watching it. But just just that that thought had kind of gone into how they were styled. I thought um, was interesting. Yeah, I find it interesting that like it has like an old Hollywood theme, but they also wanted to create a feeling of timelessness with different specific eras. Yeah. I I, I mean, I, th- I thought that everybody looked great, but that's definitely not always my first thought of like, okay, we're going to make it timeless. We're going to have futuristic waiters. <laughs> but I, I, I do, I do, uh, I do find that very interesting. So I am glad that you shared that tidbit. Yeah. And the, and the costumes were so colorful. And, and mm-hmm. so I guess that's kind of another reason that I, I, I wish I, yeah. I wonder if they had plans to shoot part of it in color because I thought at least looking at the photographs that, that it was so like well lit, like the lighting was mm-hmm. so good and all of their costumes for the colors looked great. I, w- I was like, interesting to me that, they wouldn't just like ignore it. But I guess maybe they, they do it. Okay, we'll shoot it either way. And then we can choose based on that. But um, but yeah, and, and then I thought general thoughts on like what Phoebe Waller-Bridge and what Harry were wearing. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked Phoebe Waller-Bridge's outfit in particular. So they're dressed in very similar ways so that they went when they take off the jackets, like they're basically identical in, in how they're dressed. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge has a, like a particular collar that like goes up on her neck. And then she has these mm-hmm. beautiful like ends to her sleeves that are like yeah. sparkly that I just loved so much. I was like in love with her shirt. They both had like sparkly elements to the white shirts that they were wearing underneath their outfits. But yeah, I thought her sleeves were just beautiful. So I wanted to note that too. Yeah, I love I loved her sleeves. I was a little bit like, why didn't Harry get the same <laughs> sleeves? <laughs> He had some sparkly pops. He did. He did. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting that there were the themes of like mirroring in the costumes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I'm not sure what era I would label their costumes of. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's like it, because obviously, like the gendered element of it, what what they're wearing, especially what Phoebe Waller is wearing, kind of there there is a lot of kind of androgyny in. I would think like maybe 20s Hollywood, like. Mm-hmm. like that that does emerge from that era i don't know like to- so much about it so i don't want to like go on a whole thing about that here but there it was reminiscent a little bit of that for me and yeah i and we can talk about that later too when we get into more like the themes of the music video and the other like strong elements that emerge but yeah and they both had matching red nail polish which i thought was cute too it was cute and i loved how fans use the nail polish to track down when this was would have been filmed (laughs) that was really cool how everybody was like oh he must have just had like a red manicure and then it was from this which is another reason why i want more color photos because when you watch the video you can't see that he has a red manicure that matches with phoebe's yeah i thought the black nails were back i was like thinking to myself as i was watching the video oh he has black nail polish on but then the color photos came out and i was like oh it's red you're red Okay, so do you want to talk about the choreography? Yeah, so probably the biggest like design and craft element of this video is the choreography because most of the video is them dancing for the whole time. So the video mm. was choreographed by Paul Roberts, um, who had this to say about working with Harry. I'm honestly truly grateful for this creation and its process, but most of all, I'm grateful for this man's loyalty, friendship, and continued belief in me. I thought that was such a sweet quote. So Paul Roberts, and I learned this from the many people that pointed this out on the internet to me over the past couple days because I was not around for this, but um, Paul Roberts was One Direction's choreographer. 
and yeah, so there's been all these cute little videos of like him working with Harry when Harry was like 17 or 18 or whatever yeah, and yeah, doing yeah. his little boy band dance moves um, in comparison to this. And, and yeah, I just thought it's like Harry does quite often work with um, old collaborators from his One Direction days and from kind of the past few years. He like, continually brings back the same people. And I thought it was just very cool that like he's never done anything like this dance wise ever before. And so I'm sure Paul Roberts was like thrilled to be able to do like this much work with him that, that he hasn't been able to do before. So I thought that was really cool. I thought that, that was great. I, I have loved all of the little videos about him dancing. I love the one that's like the, there is a comparison video of him shimmying. Oh, yeah. um, and I just, I, I've found it funny seeing like the memes of like, oh, Harry used to say that he didn't like to dance. Well, this is his little glow up. <laughs> Yeah, I I do. I think it's great. I think the choreography is just like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I I've loved seeing all like the videos, putting it on different songs. Oh yeah, that's really fun. I mm-hmm. and I wanted to say too. So, well, first I'll say like, do any favorite little moments emerge from for you for like choreography wise of the video that are like the most fun? Well, I love when he leans into the microphone mm, and yeah, then pulls on. up. Yeah, he has always mentioned um, Elvis being an inspiration to him. So I like that there's like kind of that vibe in there. Mm-hmm. I like that he has like the little shimmy of the shoulders because I, I do think that there are elements of his arm motions in the choreography that call sort of to his performance, like his little dances that he does on stage. Mm-hmm. And of course, I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge dipping him and his toes going out. You yes, know? that moment's awesome. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, so I love so pretty early on, there's like this jazz hand moments. There's this jazz hands moment um, that's like filmed from the back. So you can see him like really like popping it and his hair like flies <laughs> back. Um, so I love that moment. Um, there's a moment where Harry grabs Phoebe Waterbridge's hand like before the dance break begins. And mm-hmm. his face just like lights up in a smile then. And I just thought it's like so cute. Like you can just tell that they're having so much fun doing this together. Um, and then one of my favorite moments is, um, I think, so we, we like on the podcast Twitter, we tweeted um, Happy New Year's and there's this gif there of like this like move that, with their foot that both Phoebe Waller-Ridge and Harry are doing. Um, and Harry's got his like his chin in his hand and they're like bopping down the stage together. Like that moment's great too. This is not going to be the most like, you know, official breakdown of the dance choreography because even though I am a musical theater kid, dance though I love it and I love watching it was never personally a strong suit of mine I'm not, I'm not trained in dancing in any way so I can't speak to like the technical like what's this move called but right. it, it was so much fun to watch and at least as a viewer I can speak to that mm-hmm. if you have thoughts on dance um, in the Treat People with Kindness music video please feel free to reach out email us tweet at us we'd love to hear from you yeah we would um, yeah And then so the last little thing I had here, well, I guess so there's two things. So first, I just want to point out that there's this video of Harry singing Treat People with Kindness at his show in London and of him kind of like mirroring the choreography as he's dancing on stage that we didn't know that that's what he was doing yet. And so that's intriguing to me. It makes me wonder if he's going to do some of the choreography on stage when he hopefully at some point in the future gets to perform this live at a concert. Um, So that's very exciting to think about. Do you think that he will perform Treat People with Kindness at the Grammys? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Like, I, I don't think it's impossible, but I, uh, 
no, I, I don't think he will. <laughs> Do you? Uh. I think maybe actually like he did drop it in January and like everybody's talking about it. So yeah, I mean, I said that confidently. So please throw it in my face if I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be a blast. But it's just not like it's the Grammys. Like it's the most official of the official. True. I, I can't quite see it. Plus the videos with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, like would she be there and would they perform it together? Hmm. How would that like it's pretty strenuous choreography. Like would he be able to sing and dance at the same time? There's like, you know, who knows? But my first reaction is probably not. Yeah, maybe it's just like wishful thinking. But yeah, it'd be fun. I guess we'll have to see. So uh, you have here written TikTok. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I one of my favorite, probably my favorite aspect of this choreography is that I think it reminds me a lot of something that we talked about in our episode on Harry Lambert and styling. Harry Styles when it comes to accessories, which is that everyone that works with Harry is very knowledgeable about how in-depth fans are about things. And Mm -hmm. something that Harry Lambert does is he accessorizes Harry with the fans in mind so that if fans want to like recreate certain elements of Harry's fashion, they can, they have access to those accessories. So I think actually in a really interesting way, a similar thing was done with this video where the choreography is impressive, but it's not so difficult that only professional dancers could do it. So I think like that's an interesting choice too in Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Like Phoebe Waller-Bridge isn't a professional dancer. Um, she's an actress mm-hmm. and so and a writer. And, and so having her do it with Harry, neither of them are professional dancers, um, it made it seem doable. Like, have I put in the time to learn the choreography of this video? No, but I kind of feel like I could if I like dedicated enough time to it. And people have been posting videos of themselves on TikTok doing it. And so I, I think it's like a special thing that fans can learn it if they want to. Maybe people are home for Christmas break and they have the time. Um, yeah, I just that's probably my favorite thing about it is that it's impressive. It's like fun to watch, but also it's not so difficult that fans feel that they can't learn it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of p- parts that are like modifiable too. Like yeah, if you nobody wants to do a cartwheel, like you don't have to, or like if you if you don't if you can't get your legs that high up in the air, it's okay. Um, right. No, I find TikTok to be very confusing, so I probably will not be posting at my own video, but I do enjoy the ones that I see on the Twitter timeline. So thank you to everybody for sharing your work; it's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So now that we've talked about artistry. We're going to now talk about theme. So I think that the main theme that we want to talk about, really the first at least, is the theme of gender in the music video. So Key, you got a little write-up here about it. You want to tell me what you have to say? Sure. So yeah, so the first thing that jumped out at me when re-watching the video to prepare for this um, podcast episode was there's like a subversion of gender tropes inherent in the concept of the video. So Harry's the nightclub singer and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the club owner. That is like a subversion of the very classic like female nightclub sultry singer that appears like many, many times in like old movies and stuff like that. So particularly something that uh, an example of that is Jessica Rabbit in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? It's that very classic like old movie pastiche of the sexy nightclub singer and the club owner. Um, and so having Phoebe Waller-Bridge be the club owner and Harry be the club singer, like inherently like subverts that expectation um and so to kind of build off of that that is again um doubled down on with their costuming so they look very similar like harry and phoebe waller ridge look similar like their hair is done very similarly um they're 
of similar heights. Like, I, I, it was unclear to me when watching the video. It kind of looks like Phoebe Waller-Bridge is taller. Um, so if you'd watch, like, a classic older movie, obviously that would not be the case. Like, in many of these old movies, like, it's, like, these classic dynamics, right, of, like, this tall, like, handsome man and and, and this, like, tiny, like, lady and, and that having them both look very similar and both be the same height and kind of be presented in that in that way I thought was interesting. I think that Phoebe must be wearing heels because Phoebe is five foot nine and Harry is allegedly six feet tall. But it is interesting because she's not wearing like like visible like blocky heels or anything. Yeah, you're not it's meant to subtle. like notice that she's wearing high heels. That's like not the vibe. Right, right. And then in addition to that, so the dance elements and, and the choreographical elements in the video also kind of speak to that, like, there's not a clear gender difference between them. It's not those classic dynamics from old movies that you'd think about. So there's, like, two, like, kind of lift-ish moments in the video. One where Harry kind of flips Phoebe Waller-Bridge over to do a cartwheel, and then another where Phoebe kind of lifts Harry and he, like, jumps up in the air. Um, So that's another element of like the classic thing that you'd think of would be like the male dancer or skater or like what have you, like lifting up um, the woman. And and that's not what they choose to do here. And then lastly, of course, it's the dip that that ends the video. That's kind of like the exclamation point to the video. So I think like I I don't want to necessarily read like so, so much into like what this video is like trying to say about gender, but it's just a very clear choice to have them not reiterate those like old timey kind of stereotypes and and those you know trends from from old movies and kind of subvert subvert them in that way yeah absolutely um what i will say is i i do like that they chose this video to be themed sort of past themed because i do think that tree people with kindness has some elements of reflecting on the past i have seen some questionable takes on like history but actually what I want to talk more about uh, is Harry's relationship to his personal past uh, and mm. sort of the the themes of like in the song itself he talks about being given second chances and not needing all the answers mm. um, he talks about this very like nebulous you know this this someday it, it can all be for us um, so we, with this like old Hollywood theme and them like blurring the lines of gender here with the with old Hollywood this is very typically like a very gendered um, way of performance even though um, you know movie musicals you know behind the scenes they are typically (laughs) lots of gays like on (laughs) on screen it, it is often like you know gay performers take on these very heteronormative roles so yeah, I, do, sure. I do re- I do really enjoy this idea of having this movie musical theme of the music video and then in the lyrics itself saying you know if we're here long enough we'll see it's all for us talking about second chances just wow, very I very reflective that. like yeah I don't know if I thought about it that way before I yeah, I really like that take on on looking back into the past and like remaking it through the video. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and I I do I I I do think that this is very much like a remaking the past because I I do disagree with some of the things that have been trying to focus on like some of the very sad stuff like if our friends all pass away that's okay I I do know that that's like a very very difficult lyric and there are many interpretations of it but I do think that this song in and of itself is very reflective and I don't think that necessarily focusing on like that one line can talk about 
the general theme of the song because I do even think with that line it's, it seems to be a reflection on who he is as a person and what he's experienced. And again, this just theme of reflecting on the past and like trying to build a better future. And so I do think that like taking this old Hollywood trope and kind of turning it on its head where it is very, uh, we shall say queered uh, in the, in the <laughs> academic sense, I guess. Um, yeah, for sure. I feel like that's definitely uh, something, pro- probably what I would label more as the theme that they're trying to say with the bringing it back into the past. Um, yeah. So now that we've talked about theme and by the way, if you have any other thoughts about theme or anything else like that, please message us. We would love to hear what you have to say. Um, so we're just going to move into a little bit of a wrap up section now. So first, how does this fit into your ranking of the music videos in the era? Yeah, so so it's hard to say because it's new. So I definitely am like a huge culprit of recency bias. <laughs> like things that are recent like loom very well in my in my brain for like a few days, but um my first instinct is to say for me that this is my ranking of the fine line music videos. So number 1, we have Lights Up. There's like no question. It's like what got me into Harry. I think it's like an amazing music video, like independent of Harry. I think it's like up there with the best music videos. So Lights Up is number one for me. Adore You is number two. And I think Treat People With Kindness is number three. And then we've got probably Golden next, then Watermelon Sugar, and then Falling. Now I want to like caveat that by saying that I don't think any of those towards the bottom are bad at all. I actually probably think the watermelon sugar video is like technically a better video than the golden video, but that's like my personal favorites ranking. How about you? Oh gosh, I have such a hard time ranking. (laughs) Uh, I would say that Lights Up is also my favorite video of the era. Um, It was technically the, yeah, I have taste. What can I say? (laughs) Um, it was definitely the first Harry music video that I ever saw. And every time I watch it, there's like new detail. So I mean, I, this is not a, this is not a review of Lights Up video. But yeah, I, I agree. It is the best one. It, it is up there for me with some of the best music videos ever made. Um, number two, it's very difficult because I would, I would have said when Watermelon Sugar came out, that Watermelon Sugar was my number two. But I do think that Watermelon Sugar's stock has dropped <laughs> since the golden music video. <laughs> um, I love the idea of tracking the stock of the various songs and videos. <laughs> For various reasons, I just I, I like the golden music video more than the Watermelon Sugar music video. And then I had always been kind of iffy on the relationship of like Watermelon Sugar and Eroda mm. when I had the recency bias. So I do think that my number two is golden for... Wow, controversial. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I it, it, I love the fashion in it so much. Yeah, I just, it's great. I love, yeah. I mean, I know that it's just like him fucking around in Italy <laughs> and like it's so much him just fucking around in Italy that the behind the scenes is basically just like a second music video but isn't it great to have like two music videos yes it is great. and like uh yeah so number two and then number three i think is adore you mm. and then the last three are really hard um hmm it's hard to rank watermelon sugar in the winter time 
So you have so the three you have left, right, are treatment with kindness, falling, and watermelon sugar. Right. So I guess that watermelon sugar would be next. Wow. Then On our treat people with kindness, kindness music falling. video podcast, you're gonna put it second to last. I'm really bad at ranking and I already regret what I just said and want to put treat people with kindness higher, but I just I, I have to stick to it. It's hard. I like all of them and there are yeah, different like, pros and cons to each of them. So I would say that only solidly I would claim that lights up and golden were my one and two. And then everything else, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think if if this video like turned to color at any point, I think it would like well, oh, I don't know because be number two. Yeah, because like lights up and adore you to me are like solidly my number one and two. They're my two favorites. So I think they're like amazing. Mm-hmm. Treat people with kindness is very close to that. Um, so yeah, I think maybe it'd be up there with adore you for me if if it turned into color at any point because I just think the lighting was so beautiful, the colors were so beautiful. Like I would have loved to see that. If we get, again, the golden video improved for me by getting the behind the scenes video, I would love to get a behind the scenes video for this, kind of see them like learning the choreography, like maybe give us some of the video in color. That could improve it for me even further. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yes, we'll see. Okay. So, now that we've been fully canceled for our rankings. Uh, <laughs> I think my ranking's great. <laughs> Your ranking I'm, I'm, is great. I'm standing by my ranking. I'm going to get trashed for my ranking probably and... <laughs> I don't send us hate, but like also maybe send us like affectionate hate. <laughs> you can send us affectionate hate if you send us real hate. I mean, I'm a trans person on the internet. You can't scare me. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So there have been, there's been a lot of discussion uh, with some conflicting viewpoints about whether this is the end of an era or whether we are moving into an era of fine line the visual album. What do you think? I think it's the end of an era and I think it's a great mm-hmm. end of an era. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that it's like the end of an era just because I feel like um, Trouble with Kindness and Lights Up are such perfect bookends of each other. Oh, yeah. Like just like despite my earlier <laughs> ranking, like that's that's not right. Re- that's not really saying like this music video is a bad music video i actually think it's the perfect music video for this point in time Mm -hmm. and for like this part of the album i think it's so interesting key that lights up and true with kindness were written so closely together Mm -hmm. and then they were bookended of of the era i wonder how he feels about that if there's like a sort of fondness there yeah i love that they 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 Mm -hmm. do mirror each other in in some interesting ways Mm -hmm. so if you don't think the fine line visual album is coming next, Key, what do you think is coming next? Yes. So, uh-huh. so Gray and I had a little conversation last night about HS3 um, that made me very excited about what's coming next. So I, I want to preface this by saying that Harry always does the unexpected. So I don't think that we're going to be right about this because, like, who could have predicted, for example, the Fine Line album cover? Like, never in 800,000 light years would I have predicted that it would look like that. And it's, like, perfect. Can't imagine it any other way. So what I look forward to the most is being surprised by things like that. But that being said, what it kind of feels like is, okay, so Creepy with Kindness ends the era. It's a perfect ending. The Grammys happen at the end of this month. Then couple months down the line first single drops we're thinking spring of 2021 march yeah grace claiming march that's like a little bold but who knows and i'm thinking yeah so hs3 spring of 2021 
that means it would drop before tour. So he'd have some new music that he'd recently written. And I'm thinking like a earth tones, like quarantine grounded vibe is like our, is like what Mm -hmm. my initial thoughts were. And I was very excited about that idea. Like just from hearing, maybe he was getting changes, like the country song that he wrote with like his whistle, like fairly recently, maybe it was, Mm -hmm. yeah, this kind of feeling like things are wrapping up, him not really giving any quote unquote quarantine anecdotes in any of his recent Mm -hmm. interviews. Like we, we could be completely clowning, but I, I, I'm feeling like feeling like maybe that could be that could be in the future. Yeah, I mean, studied listeners and followers of my Twitter account will know that I'm gunning for HS3 May 2021. I probably should be gunning for other things harder than that. But this is what I've chosen to dedicate my life to. Uh, so, so I I I just feel in in my soul like this is when it's coming or at least where I want it to come. But he made some interesting points that like, if he were to do something more low key, uh, we feel both of us that this would be a good move to kind of prevent like audience fatigue. Yeah, so like exposure, that kind of thing. Overexposure. So like people are like, oh, this is like the new era, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't step on fine lines toes because it'd be like so different. I was particularly talking about with the musical arrangements. This is going to out me as trash. But uh, (laughs) so he was like, what should it be like an acoustic or what? And I was saying, well, I was just listening to Kid Harpoon's work on Shawn Mendes's Wonder, which is mm, an okay song with amazing, beautiful production. And I was like, man, if he could put this production on top of a Harry Styles song, like this just mellow, like almost like oceanic, is this going to be a too dated of a reference? Beach Boys Smile Sessions vibes. Ooh, oh, oh, yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> I know. It would be so gorgeous. And just like this lush, like easy, beautiful sound, I just feel like it would be so gorgeous. And I do kind of get the feel from like stuff like Cam's, changes that that definitely could be the avenue that he'd want to go down i don't think that he would do acoustic but i also could be wrong yeah we were, we were talking about like I, I find so interesting and this is like kind of you're like oh my god this is the tree pool of kindness music video episode and it's like kind of taking a turn but come with us on this journey because i love talking about mm-hmm. this stuff and i'm mm-hmm. sure listeners love thinking about it too because it's so interesting like i've always gravitated towards artists who've had eras that are distinct from mm-hmm. each other that are different, that represent some sort of progression, that are like well thought out in that way. And Harry so far seems to be somebody who prizes that and that and that's like really a strong aspect of him as an artist. And so I was thinking like, I think a really smart thing to do would be to kind of do like a more lower key, like still using the momentum that he's built up over this enormous era. Like Fine Line's been enormous. It's like a huge pop album that like everybody across the world's listened to. Okay. It's done amazing. So to kind of bring it down to like a more mellow vibe for the next venture and then to like wait a period of time maybe Mm -hmm. tour happens in between there he goes off to japan and we don't see him and we cry a lot for like a year like something like that and then he comes back huge and swinging with like a really colorful poppy like like huge peak (laughs) era for hs4 that's like my thoughts about like what would make me the most excited 
Um, obviously, I'm up for whatever he does. I'm like obsessed with Fine Line. I'm sure I'm gonna love anything that he does. But that trajectory wise is like I think what would make sense. Mm-hmm. I agree, uh, and he knows I agree because I feel like we have HS three conversations. What? How many times a week? A lot. But- <laughs> uh, we have we have them we have them so much because uh, often you know we are in fact not just podcast hosts but we are very you know very very good friends. So often when my brain is just like kind of shutting down for the evening and just be like hey Keith, so what do you think that hs3 will be like (laughs) (laughs) and then we talk about it and half the time we just talk about you know we'll add like one little element from the other elements that we've had before but i don't know it's just cool like not to get too gushy but it's it's nice to have a friend where like you can have very similar conversations it just doesn't really like ever like get boring talking to you it's just like i just like talking about HS3 and stuff with you. Oh, that's so. sweet. I love talking about it with you too. Aww. Uh, so if you guys have any ideas about HS3, let us know. Uh, we are clowning just as much as you. So uh, with that, now we're going to move into a segment we like to call Must Get Rid of Toxic in Community, where we complain about stupid people online. And cleanse ourselves of the crap. Yeah. So in thinking about this episode... There were certain things that we saw online this week that were questionable, but due to Key and I not really wanting to single out uh, people who are too young on Twitter, we I, I couldn't find the exact comment <laughs> to pinpoint this on, but Key, would you allow me to just have a moment, please? <laughs> uh, so I saw quite a lot of, shall we say, a historical takes on twitter.edu this week about the meaning of treat people with kindness. So I would just like to run through a list of maybe like some debunkings of various topics of homosexuality, because it does seem like the internet, based upon the tens of thousands of notes that I saw these <laughs> these comments have, uh, seems to be a little unclear on. So I would like to reiterate that homosexuality in the 1980s was not punishable by death. In the United <laughs> um, States, yeah. In, in, the U, in, the, in the UK, homosexuality was not punishable by death in the 1980s. There was a, a, an HIV AIDS epidemic that was very deadly and very serious, but it, it was not a criminal offense that would be punishable by death. There was also color television in the 1980s. Uh, I, I definitely did see Oh my see God, did you see people movie. say that the video was from the 80s because it was in black and white? Yes, I did see oh that. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, yeah, there was some, there were some real takes. Uh, yeah, and like people like have the interpretations of the video that you want, but like don't say that it's in the 80s because it's in black and white. Yeah, please, please don't. Please don't say it's in the 80s because it's in black and white. And I also, uh, just as a serious note, and to make sure that we like, we have a, a specific comment is quite humorous uh, that will take us out of this little dip. But I do think that it's important when we're talking about people with kindness. I have seen quite a lot of people invoking the AIDS epidemic in a way that is key. Would you call it questionable? <laughs> uh, I would call it questionable. Definitely some takes, yeah. There's definitely some takes. And I, I do think that like maybe 
before you post things. Do a little research. Watch a little documentary. Do 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 a little research. Watch a documentary. There's really good uh, information about the HIV AIDS epidemic online. And I feel like maybe a lot of people might be getting information from certain corners of Stan Twitter that are ill-informed about the yeah, epidemic. Yeah, Stan Twitter, not a history teacher. I'm sure. I know that's <laughs> Stan shocking, Twitter, not but a history teacher. you heard it here first. So yeah, that's that's all I had to say about that topic. Um, it's definitely for personal reasons a topic that is I am a little sensitive about. So I asked Key, "Hey, can we? Can I go off about this a little bit?" And they were like, "Yeah, okay." So uh, with that said, our final say in "Must Get Rid of Toxic in Community" is, mm, I will say, would you call this a bit of a take? It's certainly a take. <laughs> So uh, this person, I don't know why they had this take, uh, but I, I it seems like their 2021 is off to a rough start. They said, this is a call out to all the stands I see on my timeline praising at Harry Styles for his new music video saying he quote unquote saved 2021 already. He and everybody on set danced in the faces of people on their deathbeds. <laughs> What? Just imagine coming at somebody for a video that they shot pre-pandemic when there's other videos that were made po- po- post-pandemic. Like I just uh, what? I, it, what? I have a lot of I have a lot of questions. Look, well, we're, we're not, I don't want to like make light of like you know. COVID, which is like COVID-19, terrible and we're all living but, through it. But come on, come on. Uh, come on. Uh, yeah. So that's that nonsense. And I think that these do get a little bit serious at the end uh, when we try to lead out into the outro. So I last week pitched to Key a concept of funniest comment on purpose of the week. And that will definitely uh, have to go to this comment I saw about Harry Styles Daily early this week. And it said, how many ass pics has Harry liked since Harry Styles Daily was suspended? (laughs) I just love so much the idea that Harry Styles Daily's job is to update us on what Harry Styles is liking on Instagram. like... Of course, like I, I actually kind of think that probably they shouldn't be updating us on what photos Harry's like on Instagram, but it is so funny to me that we can be in the dark about this now that they're gone. R.I.P. So uh, unlike unlike our dishonorable commenters, we will actually give an honorable comment to this person. This is, this is at MILF Harry. So, so, so it's at M-I-L-F. H R R Y. That person, what a good at. Yeah, thank you, Milf Harry. Props to you. Props to you. Okay, so uh, let's go into our outro a little bit. Key, are you looking forward to any non-Harry related things? Got any book, movie, TV recs? Yeah. So this really, this part of the episode is really just turning into me telling you what movies that I've been watching. <laughs> which it's, I guess, it's because I'm home for the holidays and like we're watching a ton of movies. Um, so, oh, and, and it, in the television show realm, I've watched Bridgerton this past week, uh, mm. which is like a Regency kind of like, it's like Gossip Girl, but Regency. And I was totally queer baited on it. 
I like really, and I don't like, do I like, I don't really blame the show for this, I guess, but <laughs> I just bought so hardcore, even though other people told me there weren't gays in it. It seems so obvious that one of the characters is like not straight and then it doesn't happen. And I was like, I feel this about it. But yeah, other than that, you're not, it's good. You're, you're not alone. Like, I'm not. Yeah, because I definitely had multiple people messaging me like, I heard that there wasn't gay, but then it seemed kind of like there was going to be gay, and I got my hopes up, and then it wasn't gay. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. I, I would recommend it anyways if you're like – it's not – like again, it's not like the highest brow of the highest brow, but it's it's fun. It's on Netflix. It's like eight episodes. It's a quick watch. <clears throat> and then on New Year's Eve, I watch Paddington 2. I always have a place in my heart to recommend Paddington 2. I watch it probably too much. Both of the Paddington movies I would heartily recommend. They're some of my favorites of all time, Paddington 2 especially. Um, And then today I watched Bright Star, which is a kind of biopic in quotes. Like it's not a traditional biopic um, about the poet John Keats um, starring Ben Wishaw, who's one of my favorite actors. Um, And if I'm not, if I don't give off the aura of Ben Wishaw as John Keats dying of consumption, also falling in love behind the scenes with the movie's composer, which Ben Wishaw ended up going on to marry after the movie was released. What's the mm. point? If if that's not the vibe I'm giving off, then what's the I point? I think you give off that vibe. You give off you give off the vibe a little bit of like I could die of tuberculosis. <laughs> like <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wish that I was Ben Wishaw starring in Bright Stars, John Keats and falling in love behind the scenes with the film's composer. That'd be great, but I'm not. So I'll just have to watch the movie instead. Would recommend that. That's what my week's been like in media consumption. How about you? I think that I will just be person who talks about music on here. Love yeah, that. sure. I'll talk about music. I have been... Oh, the directors who listen to us are going to love this. I've been re-listening to Made in the AM this past week. I think it was this past week, but all the time blends together. So, Key, if it wasn't this past week, don't correct me. <laughs> but uh, this past week, I kind of uh, watched the behind the scenes of the making the Made in the AM, which as Key knows, like the behind the scenes of like music production is like so on my shit. So I watched like all the videos like how all the songs were made and um i listened to the music and i'll probably listen to that album a few more times before i move on to something else i i've heard it before but yeah it was just cool to like i hadn't explored the behind the scenes of it it was cool to know like the production of it it's cool to hear like tidbits of some of the dynamics like one thing that i do recommend if any harry's haven't seen these made in the am bits like if you're if you're not into like you know one direction or anything there's some really good harry content in there really demonstrating just so early on like how much he loves being in a studio and um he talks about his song if i could fly like the way that he talks about writing that with julian bonetta is very very similar to some of the ways that he's described writing with kid harpoon uh, where he just sat down with this just really good piano player and it just sort of like fell out of him, which I thought was a really cool story. Uh, this little thing that Liam let slip where he was like, Harry just goes off and then he comes back with music. 
<laughs> which I thought was very funny. So yeah, I, uh, and then I was doing counting and Harry sings the chorus on what what, what was it like? It was like 12 out of 14 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how many songs are on Made in the AM. <laughs> I feel like you said 12 out of 14. I definitely do a little bit want to know this story. Like if anybody does have the information about how this sort of configuration happened, please hit me up. I'm like trash for that. Oh, yeah, I'm curious too. Yeah. So if you have any, if you have any like Made in the AM information, DM us definitely because I am always curious about the behind the scenes of like record production. So yeah, if you haven't listened to Made in the AM, it's a pretty good album. I like to refer to it as Harry Styles 0.5 and I'm probably going to get canceled for that. I was just about so, to say, uh, people are going to come at you for that. <laughs> people are going to come at me and that's okay. So that's what's bringing me joy in these difficult times. Yeah, I think that we can head out of here if, if you want. Sure. So you can contact us at WeBlameHarryStyles at gmail.com. On Twitter and Tumblr, we can be found at HarryStylesPod. You can follow us there, DM us there, send us messages. Um, let us know what you think of the show. Um, another way to let us know what you think of the show is to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd so appreciate if you just took one second and did that. And yeah. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcast host to become notified of our next episode. Thank you for listening. We love you. Talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Come on.